<laughs> Hi there, Pulpit Rock community. Um, this is Laura Parker, and I'm the co-founder and president for the Exodus Road. And I just wanted to pop in really quickly and share with you all an update from the generous giving that you all gave um, for the Mercy offering this past Christmas. Um, it's hard to believe it's already been a quarter. Uh, quarter one is wrapping up, and um, we at the Exodus Road have been really, really busy and have seen so many exciting things take place in the last couple months. Um, the two projects that you all funded with the Exodus Road um, was an aftercare program. Um, we're calling it Beyond Rescue and in Thailand, and then also expansion of our work in the Philippines. And so I just wanted to take a quick minute to kind of tell you how those things are progressing and what what progress we're seeing already in the first couple months of the year. Uh, so I'll start with the uh, Beyond Rescue program in Thailand. <clears throat> For those of you who maybe are just learning about the program um, or, or even about the Exodus Road, we're a counter-trafficking organization. We're headquartered here in the Springs, but we do have teams in India, Thailand, Latin America. We're moving into Brazil and then we're also moving into the Philippines. So that's kind of where we work. We predominantly work with uh, law enforcement officers to provide evidence um, for successful cases, casework into um, those who are currently trapped in trafficking. But one of the things that we recognized, you know, after a year, uh, well, not a year, a decade actually of doing this work over the course of the last year, um, we really started seeing and recognizing and wanting to do something post rescue. Uh, we do have social workers that are on staff in all the countries where we work. So they provide immediate care, but up to this point, we really haven't had the capacity to really look at how do we give these individuals, these survivors a chance at a different future beyond just pulling them out of their abuse. And so as we were assessing that, and, and COVID really provided us this opportunity because it really slowed us down and gave us a lot of time to really think and assess and make plans for where we could actually have impact. And the thing that kept surfacing for us was um, this, this group, this population of survivors that are adults, young, typically young adults, a lot of times, especially in Thailand where we work, um, minors that are rescued, particularly from sex trafficking, do have access to a lot of services in, uh, within the social welfare department, but, but people that are over, survivors that are over the age of 18, um, uh, they usually don't qualify for any kind of help or services. So oftentimes, perhaps they would have been trafficked at 15 and they're rescued at 18, but because they're technically an adult, they just get a lot of times turned back out onto the street again. And so as we've just been in this work long enough and as we were assessing last year, okay, what does it look like for us to create um, an opportunity for, for these survivors to have that, that no one else is providing or not, or not many people are providing particularly in Thailand. And so, um, so we uh, launched or in the process of launching a pilot program. We're calling it um, Beyond Rescue right now, but it, it'll have a specific name. The, the name we're playing around with right now is called the Lotus House. 
And um, we're talking about that name because a lotus is a, a flower in, in Southeast Asia that's very popular. It's beautiful. And it's a flower that actually blooms only after it pushes through the mud. So we feel like that's a fitting um, a fitting, a fitting name, but that's, that's a work in progress. We're, we're letting our teams vote on that. Um, so this is what we've done so far in the first couple months of the year, because, uh, we had backing from the pulpit rock community. We were able to get the green light to go ahead and start planning and start building. And so we've done that. We've hired a, um, a Cambodian woman. Her name is Sola, and she comes with about 15 years of um, counter-trafficking experience specific in aftercare. And um, she is a rock star. She has a heart of gold. She is a hard worker, and um, she's going to be the project lead on this. Um, with that, we also were able to contract out another um, another project lead in this space to coordinate a project from here. And, and then I am directly working on that project too. So in, in the last couple months, we have developed a proposal. We have done tons of research. Um, we have our team right now going through trauma-informed care classes. So it's um, a, a pretty highly rated uh, trauma trauma therapy course. Um, we have our field director in language school and we've done networking. So because of COVID, our timeline is pushed back, but right now we hope to rent the house and hire the needed social workers in June or July, maybe August, um, but then we hope to receive our first clients in September. And one of the things that we have developed as we've done research too in the course of the last couple months is we've seen actually, you know, initially we thought, hey, we're just going to have um, a home that provides mentorship and life skills training for survivors. That'll be a longer term, not longer term, it's a year, a year long program. And um, in the course of just developing that idea and the proposal writing, uh, where we have landed, I think, is, is such a stronger concept. And it's actually two, two kind of mini programs that sit under one, one umbrella. And the first side of the house, if you will, is um, going to be a safe house. So it'll be a place where survivors can come. Um, immediately after a rescue operation, or if they just want to leave the streets, um, even if they are um, experiencing different forms of exploitation and aren't involved in a specific operation, um, and they just need a safe house because they want to leave, um, leave, leave that that space and that abuse, um, they'll have a safe house and they can stay up to uh, a month for free at that safe house. Um, and we'll provide immediate medical services. Um, we'll help them get passports back if they don't have pass, if they don't have access to their paperwork, um, because perhaps they came from another country or they were even trafficked from another country. Um, we'll provide legal services and then also just assessment for their future. So it'll, they'll have a safe place they'll get to breathe and they'll get to decide what they want to do in the future. And I think for survivors, especially, um, they have had choice taken away from them. So just the gift of being, being able to let them land in a safe, loving environment and being able to choose and, and have, a, have a, a deep breath and being able to choose what they want to do next is really exciting. So that'll be that'll be one side of, of the house or the program. It's that safe house. 
And then if women want to stay longer term, um, they'll be able to opt into the actual one-year program. And the one-year program will offer them three different tracks that they get to choose. Um, one is education. So girls that um, perhaps didn't graduate high school or they need a basic, um, a basic like two-year kind of college equivalent degree, they can do that that will fund. The second um, track that they can do as a specific internship around a job skill. So if they really want um, to go into cosmetology and they need a one-year kind of certificate for that, um, then we would pay for that training and then also an internship. And then the third track is an entrepreneurial track, which is really exciting too. And um, we'll be able to fund that specific to what the what their skills are, what their interest is. And um, in, in that, it'll be how to run a business. Um, we're, we're working with Neiman Development, which is a fantastic organization that does um, entrepreneurial training for those in the developing world. So those are the three kind of tracks that the women can choose if they go into the year-long program. In addition to that, they'll have um, group therapy classes, they'll have individual trauma-informed care, they'll have life skills classes. Um, and the idea here is how do we address um, the holistic care, mind, body, spirit of these women and how do we empower them to leave after a year and be on a completely different path. And, you know, traffickers prey on those who are vulnerable. And how do we how do we empower them to not be that? Because they can provide for themselves, they have healthy families, they have healthy relationships. And um, so, yeah, so that's the second part of the program. There'll be family development and family reintegration and conflict resolution and, and all of that in, in that space too. So we're super excited. It, um, it's, I feel like the program, even when we talked about it at Pulpit Rock has developed so much more, even in the last couple months, because we've taken such time to really assess the needs and, and really build it out. So that's exciting. COVID again is pushing us back, but, um, but we're still on track to open, um, this year and welcome our first clients. So that is the update on the Beyond Rescue uh, Lotus House for now. And, um, and then switch to the other side, and that's the expansion to the Philippines. So part of the gift from Pulpit Rock is also going to be used to help us expand into the Philippines with our search and rescue work. So um, we're really excited about that too. You know, Philippines came on the radar because of um, because of COVID actually provided um, Exodus Road with an opportunity to step in. There was another counter-trafficking organization that had trained um, operatives and because of COVID and their funding that dried up, they had to shut, shut down. And um, it's really difficult to find international operatives um, that are trained. And so we, we just saw that as a real opportunity that God had laid in our laps to expand. And so, um, however, again, because of COVID, we're a little stymied in, in how quickly we're able to get there. We have done several interviews. The first thing that we're trying to find is a country director. We feel like that's really important. We have um, several networks and relationships that are already in the works there. And so our um, regional director has done several interviews with our with potential country director um, hires in the Philippines. And our hope is that by early fall, we'll actually be able to be on the ground there when the country opens up. Um, they're pretty strict as far as travel, what, what, who they will allow into the country. And then with the 14 day quarantine, it 
um, it can be counterproductive to travel back and forth. So um, we're continuing to try to do as much as we can remotely. And, um, and, and the first part of that is just in the hiring phases. So we're in the process of hiring people for that, which is really exciting. And um, yeah, and, and the mercy, the mercy gift is such a part of all of those things. So I just want to say a huge thank you. You know, Pulba Rock has been so instrumental in the work of the Exodus Road. And um, it's so inspiring to find a community that is so wildly generous in the name of freedom. And it's, it's remarkable to be a part of um, God's hands and feet in this way and this practical on the ground, beautiful way. And so thank you for coming alongside and partnering with us and can't wait to give you more updates as they develop.